0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
1: Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay.
2: Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan, Jessica, and Virginia.
3: Good afternoon, everyone. Hi. Hi,
4: good afternoon.
2: You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization channel. Stream it on SEMSynergy.com or pick it up on iTunes. And as I'm fond of saying, all of the above. I love doing that. Um... We're in fall right now. It's the end of the year. It's uh, you know we're in California. We still have leaves.
3: Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> but it got cold enough that I could wear cute boots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Priorities. Hey. <laughs> but and
2: are, a
3: scarf. Yeah,
2: That's that's really good. Thank you. Um, and I'm still. You know, wearing my winter coat.
3: You know, which is like doesn't like the cold, even a little bit. (laughs) No,
2: cold is not me. Um, But what's worth mentioning is even in the fourth quarter, and especially perhaps in the fourth quarter, we have a rash of conferences coming up. Uh, There's really a couple in October, a couple more in November. Uh, There's quite a bit, and the SEM industry, of course. You know, I, I think that this is the wrap-up time for everybody. Two thousand eleven will be as busy, Um, but one of the things that we can count on is that a lot's going to happen relative to search engines and and people talking in the next few months. Uh, That is not going to go away. It's going to be around for quite some time.
5: Yep, I recently wrote a blog post last week about conferences and how. They're breaking into mainstream SEO in particular. Um, conferences are a great way for anybody to get their continuing education. Um, it's also beneficial for people who are just learning SEO to really dive in headfirst, especially at the conferences where we um, do a lot of one-day training. So we have some discount codes for you coming up for SMX East in New York City. October 4th to 6th, we have a 10% discount code, and that code is SMX. Ten Bruce Clay for PubCon in Las Vegas on November 8th to 11th we have a 20% discount code and that's RC2736015 but you can get more information on that we have icons on our homepage or you can visit the blog post that I did last week on conferences
2: now that's those are good that's one in uh, SMX East of course is October PubCon is November and then we do our year right. in arrears, our, our virtual uh, conference or whatever you want to call it.
4: Yeah, our best
3: of.
2: Best of. Best of uh, conferences.
4: Even before uh, SMX East, which is the major conference that we know is coming up next, there's Bend Webcam happening in Bend, Oregon. Um, and our friends at Pixel Silk have a big part in that conference. Uh, Bruce, you're going to be speaking at that conference, aren't you?
2: Yes, uh, I'm there with Jill, Jill Whalen, um, Marshall Simmons, Bill Hunt, Sherry, uh, all of us, and we're going to be talking about sort of the history of SEO and <laughs> how it's evolved. I'm
3: imagining this as like, you all get rocking chairs and you sit up on the stage and you talk about the old days and, you know, you shake your, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, never mind. Um, I sure I feel...
2: hope Mark isn't listening.
3: Fascinating. <laughs> Oh, Mark, is, Mark is so going to hear about this before it happens. <laughs> the history
2: of SEO, yeah.
4: It'll be good, you know? It's like hearing from Lincoln or something. <laughs> it's a cool conference, just from the look of it. The way that they're approaching it, they've got three tracks, and one of them's left brain, very analytical, technical side. One of them's right brain, which is the creative and, um, you know, evolving nature of this Beast that we call SEO, and then there's the hybrid model in the middle, brings it all together.
2: Which one of them has cupcakes?
3: If they're smart, all of them.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> cupcakes are universally appealing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the other conference we have coming up is AdTech. Right. That's the first week of November. I think it's the third to fifth or something like that. Um, and the interesting thing about this, at SMX, at SES Chicago, and AdTech in New York, uh, I'm going to be doing a one-day training on SEO at all of those conferences, each and every one of them. So uh, if you've ever talked to anybody that's ever taken the course or you just wanted to have a one-day summary, uh, these are good courses. Um, AdTech, uh, we're expecting it to fill up. SMX... Uh, filled up and advanced and we had to turn away people um so that's pretty good nobody really knows about chicago yet um
3: it seems like it's a very small show this year very at least at least this far out it it's not um the the the, everything seems to be rather this small but last year it was a good show um even even though it's a smaller show for them Mm-hmm. It, it was it was nice because it was small enough that you got to really interact. There were a lot of really good questions from the audience that could focus in. So it's not like it's not worthwhile if you're in the area. It's just a smaller show.
2: I think a lot of people probably haven't started looking for SES Chicago for December yet. So they're not aware right. it's moved.
3: That's good. Cool. That could be. And people just aren't thinking about it.
2: So I haven't heard a lot of buzz about mm-hmm. SES. Yes. So
4: I would just add real quick that, um, you know, with education being as important as, as it is in our, in our industry, um, we do have a newly updated SEO toolset training and a very special offer for anyone who's taken the course before. We've got a student loyalty program, so you can get 25% off the cost of registration for standard and or advanced training uh, if you took the course before July 2010.
3: Yeah, which is a great thing because that's a decent chunk of savings
2: right there i don't uh, have an exact count but i think it's like 800 million people
3: yeah i I think that's (laughs) about right over over the years that that's about how many people have gone through the course
5: well it's time for a quick break and after these commercials there's more SEM synergy on the way
1: don't go away scm synergy will be right back
2: Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my Ka-Ching button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that Ka-Ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-Ching, How to Run an Online Business that Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at Ka-ChingBook.com, and I'll give you a Ka-Ching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. Anyway I ask? That's right, ma'am. Anyway you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand
4: affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver.
2: Got it. Could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you are not kidding.
4: We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter N,
6: Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is admedia.com.
1: The Joel Comm Show, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm.
4: Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and right now I'm joined by Mark Robertson, founder of realseo.com, online video search marketing expert. uh, And that's realseo, R-E-E-L-S-E-O. Thanks for coming on the show, Mark. Thanks for having me. So before the break, we were talking about upcoming search marketing conferences, and I think that you and I actually met about a year and a half ago or so at a conference. And then you came on the show last uh, February of 2009, and you talked about video optimization best practices. And since then, the world of online video has continued to change. So it's good to have you on again to get us up to speed on video marketing today. Um, We talked a little bit last time about, you know, optimizing your site for YouTube. It's interesting because there's been some discussion over if YouTube is actually hurting businesses when they post their, their video up there, through a concept called YouTube cannibalization. Uh, but you you argue against that, don't you?
6: Yeah, I mean, so the thought is there's, there's several businesses that are afraid that if they upload videos to YouTube, as well as optimize videos on their own website, that those videos on YouTube will outrank their own videos, and as a result, instead of driving customers directly to their own website, they're driving them to YouTube, where it's a little bit more difficult to drive conversions. So the thought there is... We don't want to upload to YouTube and optimize video on our site because that would be cannibalization of our assets. So, and I don't, I don't subscribe to that theory for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I think that YouTube does provide good opportunities to convert users from your video, assuming you have a good video. So, um, that's one piece. Is that I don't think I think that the the overall notion that YouTube is not suited for business has changed quite a bit. In particular, over the last year, with a lot of the Functionalities and enhancements that YouTube has deployed. So I think it is a it is a good place for business. That being said, I think you know primarily it's a place for businesses to promote their company culture, to gain awareness. I don't think it's um, as well suited for say e-commerce. Um, the the other argument against it is it's not necessarily true, even though YouTube has a huge page rank and a ton of authority, it's not necessarily true that a video on YouTube will outrank your own website's video, assuming they're optimized. And the reason for that is, let's say you have a website that's all about shoes, and you have a video on your website that happens to be about the Nike cross trainer. Well, Google knows that your website in general is highly relevant to the term shoes. And so it's quite possible that although YouTube has a higher page rank, your video could still outrank YouTube's video landing page just because of the, the topical nature of your your domain. So, And I've seen that in multiple instances. And, and the third thing, and I'm sorry to talk so long here, but the third thing is that in many cases I've seen it where you can optimize both the video on your website as well as the video on YouTube and actually obtain two rankings in the video results for a given keyword. So mm. um, so I, I don't subscribe to that theory. I think that... YouTube is a great place to put videos for business. I think it's just as important to optimize videos on your own website, if not more so. Um, and I think that that shouldn't be a concern. You know, I, I worked in the newspaper industry for a number of years, and we were, we were I shouldn't say we, the people above me were very concerned that if we were to create a classified website, that we would be poaching all of our classified um, print revenue. And sure enough, we didn't create the online website, and folks like Craigslist popped up and, and mm. gained that market. So I, I, I never really subscribe much to the cannibalization theories.
4: Okay. Good point. Um, now, so you're saying that there is opportunity in YouTube, and, and you're also, I've, I've read over at realseo.com that there are some big opportunities coming up with HTML5. I don't really know much about it, but it, it, you said that there is actually a video tag built into it that will allow um, sites to have a video without the need for an external player. Um, you're In this webinar, which people can find at your site, they will uh, answer questions about codecs, browsers that support HTML5, advantages and disadvantages, and what the future holds in store. What can you tell us about what, Uh, marketers should know about HTML5 as far as video is concerned?
6: Well, I think what marketers should know is they should just be aware of the trend, the the trend to move towards HTML5 video, in particular for mobile devices. Um, The webinar that you're referring to, we we held a webinar a couple months back with Philip uh, of Opera, who was actually in charge of developing the HTML5 video tag, and anyone can find that, and it's a complete Uh, recording of the webinar. It's about an hour and a half. Anyone can find that. If you just do a search for HTML5 video webinar. Um, But in any case, so HTML5 goes much more beyond video. But one of the nice things about HTML5 is that in the spec is is a tag for videos. So rather than having to embed a Flash player to stream your video content or a QuickTime player or whatever that might be, Rather than do that, you can now code the video in your page in almost the same way you do an image. So you just link to the video source. And some of the newer browsers, all of the browsers are planning on supporting this. Most of them do. But they will actually play that video on the page without the need for a player. So uh, it's really interesting. It opens up a lot of opportunities, in particular in the mobile space. It also There's also some other really interesting things with HTML5, like geolocation um, and some things that could be tied into the video experience. But I think right now it's still something that's being flushed out, even with Apple's uh, iPad announcement and Google's uh, announcement to to open uh, their video codec for HTML5. Even with that, there's certainly been a lot more attention towards HTML5, but I don't believe it's something that marketers necessarily need to worry about or or rush to implement. Unless they are seeing that they're getting a large portion of traffic from mobile devices, in which case that would need to be implemented. But if it were me and, and, and I was a marketer, the advice I'd give to myself is hold off on, on worrying too much about it right now. Certainly be aware of it.
1: Okay.
4: Uh, good advice. Now, speaking of webinars, you actually realized it was a great resource for quality webinars related to video um Marketing and optimization, and an upcoming one is going to be September 29th uh, from 11 to 12. I'm assuming this is Pacific time? Yes. Okay, and it's called Google Video Sitemaps Best Practices. And it's actually with the product manager for Google Video Search um, and a strategic partner manager at Google um, who are going to talk about. Um, what video sitemaps are, what they should include, how to submit them, how to get the most out of them. Um, Can you kind of give us a a behind-the-scenes peek at that?
6: Sure. So, you know, video SEO overall is really just an extension of SEO. So it's a matter, especially when we're talking about website video SEO. So in order to optimize video on your website, there's really just a few additional steps you need to take beyond general SEO. And the biggest step is the creation of a video sitemap, which you can create. It's very similar to a, a website general sitemap, And you submit that to Google, and that indicates to Google where all the videos are on your site. And as a result, you can get them indexed in Google. And that's really the key to website video SEO, is, is getting your videos in the search engine in the first place. So with that, there's... There's been, um, because of the various different ways that people publish video, whether it's using JavaScript or embed code or HTML5, you know, there's there's some issues with video sitemaps where they're not quite as easy as a general sitemap, and there's been a lot of questions about how how to properly build and submit a sitemap. So, yeah, I scored a major win. I'm not sure how, but mm-hmm. it's really nice that, um, you know, I've been talking back and forth with Nelson from, uh, he's a product manager in charge of Google Video Search, been talking a bit back and forth to him about sitemaps because I've had a lot of experience with him and I'm just sharing some of my observations and back and forth and so it occurred to me why not reach out to him and ask if he'd be willing to participate in the webinar and so sure enough we're having this webinar on September 29th at 11 a.m. Pacific and the person that's going to be speaking is the person in charge of video sitemaps and Google Video Search so it should be a great webinar.
4: Oh absolutely Um, One thing that I know that I think businesses are realizing the importance of video online but it is always tricky to figure out well then what can I do what kind of video can I create for my business Um, I'm sure you get this question all of the time so how do you brainstorm ideas for videos that will work uh, for a business online sure
6: Um, well I think to start off one thing that I think fairly well solidified and we've seen this is you know, it it doesn't work to take a 30-second commercial for broadcast television and move that online. In some cases, it's it's worth doing, but in most cases, it doesn't lend itself well to the experience that online video is a lean-forward experience where people are actually pressing play and want to watch your video as opposed to being interrupted, you know, and watching The Office and seeing commercials. So typically, those types of creatives don't work well online. And so then the question becomes, well, okay, what do we create? We know that instructional content works well. You know, Betty Crocker, for example, has a lot of videos on YouTube, how to bake a cake, and those things work well. We know that funny videos work well. We also know that there's no, there's virtually no way, and I say virtually because there, there's some things that can be done with paid seating, but there's really no way to say at the onset, I want to create a viral video. So the goal should never be to come up with an idea that you think will go viral, because oftentimes it does not. The goal really should be to think of what is going to engage the audience, probably teach them something, whether it's about your business or the product or the service, and then really to try and formulate an idea around that. And one way to brainstorm that I think is effective is to ask your customers. You know, uh, ask, ask your clientele what they'd like to see or or what it is about your business that that they're attracted to and and perhaps you can come up with some ideas there Uh, another way is to take a look at some of the successful campaigns that have been on YouTube over the course of the last year or so again with the exception of you don't want to look at those from the standpoint of if I copy this I'll I'll go viral it's really about providing an an entertaining or informational experience um, to your customer or your potential customer so Yeah, it is very difficult, but one of the ways to brainstorm, I think, that tends to at least provide some insight is to to, uh, solicit your customers for feedback and ideas.
4: That's a good recommendation because they know what they like. (laughs) Yeah. um, Thanks again for coming on the show. You can contact Mark on Twitter at ReelSEO, R-E-E-L-S-E-O, and check out the blog where there's All sorts of great content on online video kind of covers it from every angle. RealSEO.com. Thanks again for coming on the show, Mark.
6: Thanks again for having
4: me. All right. uh, There's more SEM Synergy on the way.
1: Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back.
0: What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher?
1: Sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOFox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks.
0: So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOFox link building report.
1: (laughs) Sly like a fox.
0: Get your link building report today at SEOFox.com. That's SEOFox.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. The
1: WordPress Community Podcast, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm.
4: Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia here with Michael and Susan. And um, we've been talking about the history of SEO. And uh, actually, I guess it's worth mentioning that uh, as far as history goes, it's been awesome. Doing the podcast here. Mm-hmm. SEM Synergy is an awesome show. It's been fun creating it and working with everybody here. Uh, this is actually going to be my last episode, um, but uh, I hope to keep in touch with everybody. And you can always find me on Twitter at Virginia Nessie. Um, another fitting bookend for the speaking about history is uh, taking a look at some recent search and tech industry happenings. Lots of news all the time. Um, first of all, let's take a look at YouTube, who is, um, testing some live streaming.
3: I don't know how I'm supposed to talk about this when you're leaving me. (laughs) Um, yeah, YouTube, live streaming, Rocket Boom, apparently still on the air. Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) I was seriously shocked when, when I read this article and, and discovered that that was actually one of their first testers, Rocket Boom, because do you remember when it was a big deal that Amanda Congdon was leaving Rocket Boom? I see by your faces, you don't. <laughs> no, that's because it was like 18,000 years ago. And it was like 2006. I mean, this was seriously a big deal. Calicanus offered her a job. I mean, it was like a thing. And I don't think anybody has heard from her since. Is I don't it, think anybody has heard from Rocket Boom since. Is
7: it bad that I don't know what Rocket Boom is?
3: That's it, No. Because that's, that's what I'm
7: saying. <laughs> or like, does that feed right into your point?
3: That feeds exactly <laughs> into my point. Who is? What, uh, who are these things that they picked to, to start testing? Uh, I don't know. I guess they're all old legacy shows that have been daily podcasts for a long time. Um,
6: so
4: good for them. Live streaming. Comscore <laughs> says the viewers watch live streaming content at a rate of 1.4 billion minutes. I don't know. 1.4 billion minutes? Yeah.
7: Per year? Over the
3: past know, year? Either. Oh, okay. Yeah, over the past yeah, year. Yeah, over in the year. That's kind of insane.
7: That seems like a lot. Actually, when I read that earlier, I was thinking who is doing all this live streaming and who is watching it cuz yeah. I don't know anybody who regularly watches any live streaming on the Well,
3: really? Yeah. It's it's 0. 0.4 billion for other <laughs> live streaming and 1 billion for the puppy cam. <laughs> <laughs> right? The puppy cam in the last year, everybody watched it all the time. I'm pretty sure that it was on 24/7. So that pretty much accounts for the first well, 1 billion. If I of think
4: it. of the last year, there was Michael Jackson's funeral. Wait wait i watched that okay and then also the inauguration right i watched that
3: and puppy cam and puppy cam and i feel like there was a concert or something on on youtube a concert on um
4: that was the proceeds went to fighting cancer
3: right right stand up stand up to cancer Uh uh-huh that was so. Actually, reasonable. we're watching quite a bit of live streaming. Well, I didn't watch that, but it happened. <laughs> so presumably, somebody watched it.
7: That's still not 1.4 billion minutes. Well, I guess if the whole world right. watched the Super Bowl for one minute, that would get our uh, quota in one.
3: Right. Yeah. So, so I guess really if you have a certain amount of people watching, actually,
7: I think I have a clue about where this might be going. The, the 1.4 billion minutes of live streaming video on the web. Can you guess? Porn. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> that, that probably figures into it. Usually, when you're talking about any kind of massive number on the internet, there is, you know, the good old PPC. All right, so those uh, porn casino. Uh, <laughs> you should home. have seen the confused look on Michael's face. I was like, like "Pay click? What? what are you talking about?" He's on
4: pay click.
3: <laughs> how, do you, how did you miss that particular acronym? That's only been around since oh god, before me.
4: All right, so then there's also news that um, weather apps are. Among the most popular. Of course, uh, games are the most popular. Okay.
3: So, weather... I don't understand. Maps, I get. Maps are like the other really big popular thing. But why weather? If you're on your mobile... You can presumably look
7: into the sky. <laughs> yeah.
3: Aren't you pretty much by definition wherever the weather is? Like most people aren't checking the weather on their phone while they're still sitting in their house. Well, this just shows you me.
7: how lazy people have gotten.
3: I guess. They, they can't. They don't even look want to look up, up to
7: the cam from their phone for even that split second to check the weather.
3: You know, I, I guess that it just shows that really the mundane is still the easiest way to get into people's lives. I mean, something that's just Super simple, super basic, catches their attention, even if they only look at it twice a day, you know.
7: Well, I I mean, the profile of the user of the phones obviously makes a huge difference. I never check the weather on my phone, so (laughs) looking at that, I was, you know, a little baffled. But I also don't ever play games on it. And I probably spend 90% of my time um, doing IM, which was one of the lowest categories.
3: Yeah, I'm always in my email. That's pretty much my phone usage is email and... Email <laughs> I do use the map all the time though Yeah map For directions person, Pretty non-handy. so handy But hmm, Who knows Who knows So What we'll else s-
4: Skip right to the juicy stuff Oh yes
3: <laughs> Let's talk about Zuckerberg And the fact that he is a terrible terrible person And that is becoming right. more and more obvious every day Right
7: Well I mean he says that Uh this is all in the past and he's really matured as a person stuff like that. But I have to think that the grains are still there and he's just learned how to, to I'd I say the blade is still there, but he's just um, shined it, polished it, maybe put it in a sheath.
3: Yeah, I I don't know that you really change that much. I mean, if, <laughs> if at whatever, 2006. So if 4 years ago he was sitting there thinking, gosh, <laughs> right. I can totally manipulate these people. Look at all this power I have. It is my experience that people don't grow out right. of having power.
7: <laughs> when when you, when you get enormously more power. Right. Somehow he got a, a lot more mature by right, handling yeah. it. That's just,
3: he's, right. He was like, oh, oh, this is a lot of power. I should respect it. I just, you know.
7: He was probably started reading Thomas Aquinas. I, and, I,
3: I think there was, the, there was that famous quote about that Power corrupts, right. absolute power makes you kind of a pretty great guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sure that that's how that went. Well, it's not
7: even, I mean, recent studies have shown that it's absolutely true. The more power you get, the more, like, terse you get with underlings and the more like more abrupt you get and the more likely you are to abuse your authority I I was just reading a story about this on Hacker News just a couple months ago so it's scientifically proved that when you get power you tend to uh, start doing bad things
3: yeah Um, that's that's Anyway, Zuckerberg, he's totally grown up and changed, you guys. (laughs) Um, But that's it for this week's show. Thanks to our guest, Mark Robertson of Real SEO, and thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing the show, and thanks so much to Virginia for being the heart and soul of the show for more than 100 100 episodes. episodes. (laughs) Um, We are not going anywhere, even if Virginia is. (laughs) So come back next week. Uh, For more internet marketing questions and topics and good discussion, please join us in the chat room during every show. We always love that. And if you have any questions that you'd like to hear about on the show, email us at SEMsynergy at BruceClay.com. You can always say goodbye to Virginia at her Twitter account, Virginia Nussie. Thank you for joining us on SEM Synergy.